This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a feature interview with today's first winner in the 620 CKRM Country Fall Cookout Contest. We reached Rod Edgar near Wolseley on his combine. We talk with the Provincial Minister of Agriculture about new international trade offices being opened, as well as yesterday's StatsCan crop report detailing drought-reduced crop production. A coalition of farm groups from Saskatchewan are asking grain companies to be flexible with farmers over contracts that cannot be filled due to drought. We also talk with APAS President Todd Lewis about his harvest. We reached him on his combine yesterday. And we also talk about the hailstorm down in Assiniboia, and hail claims generally in the month of August. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A farmer north of Wolseley, about 100 kilometers east of Regina, is today's first winner in the 620 CKRM Country Fall Cookout Contest. Rod Edgar and family farm about 6,700 acres in total. We reached Rod Edgar on his combine this morning, harvesting canola. It's gone pretty good so far. We are 44, 45% done uh, which is pretty good for the end of August. We got started early, but you know we had a two-week rain delay in there that slowed us down. But yeah, it's been going good. Yeah, just always happy to be in the field. How are yields? We are just kind of on the low low side of average. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it average, but just very close to it, anyways. So we probably would be a long-term average, but not quite the short-term average. How's that for? Uh, Random answer. Pretty good. Tell me about rainfall. How much rain did you get? Uh, we had about 10 inches, just over 10 inches of moisture during the season. And now in August, we're up to over 15 inches. Uh, we had pretty well average rainfall for the year. July was a bit short, and the heat has limited our yields with that. But, yeah, we're our rainfall here was, was pretty good. What would be your best and your worst crops this year? Yield-wise, I would say looks like wheat. No, sorry, actually soybeans are going to be probably the best yield. The best income, best profit is probably, well, it might also be soybeans, but right now canola is looking really good. So I would, canola is probably going to be the top overall moneymaker, but soybeans might, will be right in there also. And the worst? The worst is probably going to be barley, and it's still going to, going to be a phenomenal moneymaker. So, yeah, I would say barley is probably the lowest income crop so far. When do you hope to wrap up? Oh, we have about... 12 to 13 days work left, so it could be anywhere from the 15th to the to Halloween, depending on Mother Nature. <laughs> we hope to wrap up about oh, about the third week of September. So your thoughts on the markets right now? 
Oh, I like the markets. You know, as much as you know, we're going to capitalize on somebody else's misfortune. You know, the, we're obviously short of grain. The markets are interesting to watch. Let's put it that way. The prices, you know, as a farmer, been around for a long time. I know that this is probably where we should be adjusted for inflation. We're obviously not at this level very often or never have been. So it's going to be a matter of trying to hit the peak without, you don't want to lose anything. So yeah, it's going to be another interesting marketing year. You know, it's good to see the demand for our crops coming, really coming through. So it's going to be nice to have a fair amount of grain to sell. Rod Edgar of Gwolseley is today's first winner in the 620 CKRM Country Fall Cookout Contest. Master. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. The Saskatchewan government says four new trade offices will be opened by next April. The province is opening new trade and investment offices in London, Dubai, Mexico City, and Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam. These new offices are in addition to existing offices in Japan, India, China, and Singapore. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the new offices are designed to promote exports of Saskatchewan's key products, including farm trade. It's very important, uh, Jim. If we, you know, this all just aligns with our growth strategy and where we want to get to by 2030 and the value added and the export side and where we want to grow that uh, business too. Uh, we are a trading province. We are an exporting province. And we are world leaders in many of the grains and oil seed size, especially in canola, canola crush, uh, canola oil, canola meal, uh, lentils, peas, you know, the pulse side. And obviously wheat and durum as well, and, and oats as well. So we are leaders in, in many of the grain sectors for exporting around the world. And these countries that we are opening these trade offices do a lot of business with the business community here in the province of Saskatchewan. So this just really helps us align what our growth strategy is, but also aligns with the business community and where they see growth potential within their business as well. And obviously what we're really looking for is this gives a great opportunity for the farmers and ranchers in this province to be able to grow their business, but also gives them another uh, avenue for export and another opportunity for market. And the more markets or more companies we have coming looking for our products, the better return for the uh, primary producer here in the province of Saskatchewan, Jim. Stats Canada's latest crop production report points to a pretty large reduction in production in Saskatchewan this year because of drought. Most crops, production-wise, are down 20 to 40 percent. Your, your comments? Yeah, you know, we knew that the drought was obviously going to have a negative impact on the production side, Jim. And obviously, we're seeing that reflected in the price and returns, too. But I've also talked to some uh, farmers in, in my constituency as well that are actually quite pleased. They never thought it was going to yield where it did. Obviously, they weren't high yield, but better than what they expected. And they were quite surprised and pleased with the quality of it as well. And we're seeing for most of the province that, you know, the pulse and the peas, uh, the lentils and the peas, most of them are off of the ground and they're harvested. And a good percentage of the durum wheat is also, I think we're over right around a third of percent of the durum, uh, not quite a 30 percent on wheat. But we are seeing, you know, harvest progressing uh, quite well. Obviously, we saw some rain, which for the most part, uh, many of the farmers and really uh, didn't object to it. We, we really needed the moisture, the livestock sector, obviously the Pasture land, I've seen it in my constituency where the, the pastures have greened up 
almost virtually the next day. So we did see some relief there. And I think it really put, you know, the rain really helped in a lot of aspects for all sides of agriculture. And it was welcome in many parts of the province to see what we did have, Jim. Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by Senior Vice President of Agriculture at the Association of Equipment Manufacturing. It is Kurt Blades. You know, there's, there, boy, I'll tell you what, there, there is a lot happening in the machinery sector. Um, <laughs> it, there's the sales component, but uh, there's also this th- this issue about su- supply of units. Um, and and it, it there, you put out an interesting blog post this week at the Association of Equipment Manufacturers talking about inventories at dealerships, comparing that to a year ago. Talk, talk about some of that decline. Well, I think, uh, you know, it, it, everyone knows if you've tried to purchase anything, whether it's a truck, a tractor, a combine, a pinball machine, uh, whatever it is, washing machine, everything is in short supply right now. So we've got a, we've got significant supply chain issues that are kind of around the, uh, you know, around the globe and uh, largely, you know, related to the, uh, to the pandemic, but not exclusively related to the pandemic. And so, you know, we're seeing that in the ag front uh, very much, uh, very much so where, you know, it's taking a little bit longer for maybe a tractor to get delivered or maybe the, uh, the dealer lots, if you're driving past dealer lots right now, they're a whole lot less populated than they were, you know, certainly two years ago uh, this time. And that's because, you know, the supply chain is tight but coupled with that, supply chain's tight, and the demand has been really strong for the last few years. Now, when we talk about the supply, the the you know the tightness, is that like is that the semiconductor issue, or are there other supply issues that uh, are, are creating a bit of a factor here? Well, some semiconductors are absolutely part of it. I mean, the the uh, the semiconductor uh, issue is one of those that, that a lot of us saw coming a long time ago. Uh, kind of a freight train where the, uh, again, tightness in supply and then a, an increase, just a sheer increase, largely brought on by the pandemic of, uh, you know, consumer electronics. And as you think about it today, everything, whether it's your toaster or your tractor, has got semiconductors in it. So there was a, uh, a just an absolute increase in the demand for semiconductors. And the supply is so very heavily concentrated in a couple of uh, different geographies. Uh, that the, the pandemic just kind of made that a little more pronounced than uh, than we would like. So semiconductors are certainly pro- part of it, but when you think about sort of all the things that it takes to make a tractor, it's semiconductors, it's steel, it's labor, it's transportation, it's shipping containers, it's foam. All of these issues, all of these components have all had some sort of supply chain disruption around the world, whether it's you know, shutting down of factories in Europe for you know months at a time, or uh, you know tightness on steel related to shipping, or something like that. You know, all these little things are all sort of coming together to create you know sort of supply disruption. 
semiconductors are the one that get a lot of attention, but it's certainly bigger than just semiconductors. Yeah, rubber, you know, for tires and things like yeah. that. Like you know, the, the, that was that's one that comes to mind as well. So, but but at the same time, okay, so inventory's down, but the reality is, I, I've heard some of the earnings guidance from some of your larger members. And they're they're pretty optimistic with the year ahead. So does that mean that this these supply chain disruptions are are going to go away here quickly, or what, what's happening there? Well, Sean, as as we've been saying for a number of months, the you know people say, well, how are you going to solve the supply chain uh, problems that we're dealing with right now? And frankly, the the answer is you just got to let the the calendar turn over a few more months. And I think we're starting to see that. Yeah, we're still we still got a little bit of a bottleneck, but I'd also say there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of you know, some of the, you know, the shock to the system, we're starting to, to digest it a little bit. So when you talk to the, you know, the, the, the big OEMs and even the small OEMs, I think they're starting to see some of this pressure that was very solid six months ago is starting to relieve, relieve itself just a little bit right now. I think there's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a silver lining out there because the demand is strong. Optimism is strong at the farmer level. And, uh, you know, and if we can kind of work through some of these supply chain issues, it seems like the ag equipment market is going to be strong for the next few months. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in. No appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, 70% chance of showers or thunderstorms. Risk of a severe thunderstorm. Wind southeast, 40, gusting to 60. The high today, 28, the low, 13. Tomorrow, clearing. Wind west, 20, gusting to 40. The high, 23, the low, 7. Thursday, sunny, the high 21, the low 8. Friday, sunny, the high 21, the low 8. Saturday, sunny, the high 22, the low 7. Sunday, sunny, the high 24, the low 10. Monday, sunny, the high 25 degrees. Normal high is 21, the normal low is 6 degrees. The sun rose at 6.11 this morning. It sets at 7.46 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Saskatoon at 27. The cold spot, Assiniboia at 18. Estevan and Saskatoon, 27. Swift Current, 22. Weyburn, 27. Yorkton is 24. There's light rain in Regina, 19 degrees. That's 66 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 27, gusting to 44. Humidity is 70%. The barometer rising, 100.7. In Moose Jaw, cloudy, 25. Winds are from the east, southeast, 54, gusting to 74. Once again, Regina, light rain and 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. 
mcdougallauctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Grain companies are being urged to work with farmers to eliminate administration fees and reduce contract penalties during this year's drought. The request comes from APAS and all of the producer commissions, Sask Wheat, Sask Barley, Sask Oats, Sask Flax, Sask Canola, and the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Yields in the worst affected drought areas will be well below crop insurance coverage, and many farmers will be unable to deliver on even modest grain contracts. APAS President Todd Lewis says grain companies are being asked to consider rolling over the contracts to next year. Well, we're just asking, uh, you know, on the contract side, nobody's disputing, uh, you know, a contract is a contract, but there's a lot of, uh, seems to be the, some of the charges are very arbitrary, be it the uh, administration causes, costs or the uh, even the uh, penalties that are being charged to producers. And, you know, also there's been, you know, lots of producers talk about uh, some of the timing of trying to get these contracts settled that, uh, you know, they've been left till later on. Of course, prices have gone up. There were producers that wanted to try and uh, settle out these contracts earlier on in the crop year, and uh, they were unable to. And now, of course, with the increase in prices that have happened over the last uh, number of weeks, it's going to be a lot bigger bigger bill for them to uh, settle up their contracts and, and make them right. So, it's uh, you know, there's been a real hardening of positions on, uh, seems like, on both the uh, elevator company side and farmers' positions. And uh, that's not good news for any anybody in the industry. And, you know, I think we just want to uh, ask the grain elevator companies that are the holders of these contracts that, you know, look hard at uh, administration fees and the penalty fees and, you know, ensure that they're being as fair as possible to producers. I assume and have heard this before, You uh, some groups have asked for a rollover till next year at least. Well, and in some parts of the industry, they are doing that. We've heard of that in uh, some of the uh, old contracts have been uh, rolled over, for instance. We've heard examples of that. And, and I think that's one option that producers like to see offered to them if, uh, you know, the grain companies see their way to uh, allow that contract to be rolled over into next year when uh, production will hopefully be better. So, uh, you know, it'll be a combination of things. And, uh, you know, as they say, the administration fees and the penalty fees also have been uh, quite onerous in some cases. So, Communication is, is paramount in this, and, uh, you know, we need to see uh, both producers but do their part, but uh, there's a, a large role to play for the grain companies uh, in, uh, you know, treating producers fairly. How onerous have some of these fees been? Well, you know, we're hearing, uh, you know, penalties, uh, you know, up $25 a ton, if not more, and administration fees, you know, in the $15 a ton range and, and sometimes more. So, you know, there's examples all throughout the industry, and uh, there's ones, to be fair, they're less than that as well, and that's fair as well. So, we're, you know, I just think uh, there's a lot of discrepancy between uh, how different companies are handling these matters. And, uh, you know, producers are just asking uh, to, you know, be given a fair shake. And uh, so all these problems are far from uh, something the producers certainly didn't plan for. And, and uh, you know, in past years, the uh, Ford contracting system has been good for both producers and grain companies but boy when there's a you know really unprecedented drought conditions like it like this it you know i think it's time for the grain companies to uh you know move forward here and and uh, step up and uh really give a you know producers the best opportunity they can to come out of this without uh, major financial burden so you've asked grain companies the large group of saskatchewan farm organizations grower organizations have asked grain companies to eliminate administrative fees for this crop year Yes, that's, uh, you know, I think, uh, as they say, the producers want to make these contracts right. But, you know, there's a sting of, uh, of course, the big price discrepancy, which is really unprecedented as well, you know, between uh, 
what the contract price and the record prices we're seeing right now. But you know, as the the uh, administration fees are seen as something that perhaps the grain companies could give farmers uh, and producers a a bit of a break on them. Uh, you know, producers are going to. Are in many cases they're going to do their part and uh, pay the difference between uh, the contract price and and uh, the grain they have to uh, come up with to replace those bushels. But at the same time, uh, when you're getting charged a larger administration fee, that's a pretty bitter bill for producers to swallow. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS. Coming up, we talk with him about harvest progress southeast of Regina near Gray. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Regina area farmer Todd Lewis is hoping to resume harvest after a two-week delay due to rain. Lewis Farm, southeast of the Queen City near Gray. We reached him yesterday. Uh, in our area, we've uh, actually I'm on the combine right now as we speak. We're doing some Durham, and it's been, uh, I guess, two weeks today since we've been, uh, have been harvesting. We've had some really significant rainfall over the last two weeks. We're really north of four inches right here in our farm, uh, just south of Regina. So there's been some major systems run through, and uh, they're talking about uh, maybe up to another inch uh, between tomorrow and, and Wednesday. So we've seen some downgrading in the Durham. Uh, you know, this haven't had a graded, but talk of four and five Durham now, and and uh, you know the standing, it's all standing this crop. But at the same time, there's you know definitely some discoloration and so on, and we're you know we'll hope we get some kind of decent grade on it. But even even four and five Durham are a pretty decent price this year. So. It's going to be nice to get into the bin. Uh, this will go through aeration right today. The, the sample is testing around 16%. So that's close enough that we'll be able to put in here some aeration and get down to uh, so down to dry. And But, you know, overall, I think in our area, the lentil crop, what lentils are out there, you know, we've seen some wrinkling of, the, of that sample and discoloration as well. So I think certainly uh, the, the durum crop and lentil crop that's uh, left out there has been affected, you know, by the rain as far as downgrading. How's yields? Right now we're probably right around average. You know we're a little, little you know mid forties kind of thing. So we're you know I think we're we're very satisfied with that. It's it's far from a bumper crop, but really uh, we're awful happy with what we have seen in a lot of these fields. Uh, this one's probably our best right now that we've had so far this half section. But we're still got another uh, third of our Durham crop out there, so we'll see how it all settles out. But we're going to be you know a little bit below average, but overall we're awful satisfied with uh, we grew a pretty good crop with the rain we've had. APAS President Todd Lewis was reached on his combine yesterday southeast of Regina near Gray. Golf ball size hail struck the Assiniboia area earlier this morning around 9 a.m., damaging crops and vehicles. Several pictures on the 620 CKRM Facebook page show hailstones the size of golf balls and mention dented vehicles. Curtis Nelson at Nelson GM in Assiniboia says he had most vehicles under cover, but some were damaged by the 10-minute hailstorm and says the stones ranged from pea size to golf ball. But the majority of this stuff uh, we had under, under cover, so we'll have a few hail sale units and uh, the rest of the stuff uh, we salvaged for sure. Nelson says there was little rain and only minor winds. The president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, Scott McQueen of Saskatoon, says last week was a busy week for hail claims in many parts of Saskatchewan. Well, it was a, a slow start to August, but the, the third week obviously brought uh, 
some some big storms, lots of storms. We had uh, you know August 23rd in Kindersley area, plenty bigger. Also down south, Moose Jaw, going towards the Cabri Swift area, and then kind of continued on uh, a little bit into Alberta. Uh, just a, a couple storms in Manitoba, and then as the week went on, we kind of had little sprinkles of hail every uh, every day from the 23rd on to the 28th. How severe was the damage, and how big were the stones? Well, anything from pea to to golf ball is what we're hearing. Um, I think the damage is normally probably light damage, but you know, with this year and this, the crop conditions we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of standing canola that's been hit pretty hard. You know, lots of feathers and quite a bit of damage in the canola. Uh, most of the pulses are off, but there are still some fields out there that you know, when you get hail this time of the year, does does some sig- significant damage to those crops. So light to severe damage, depending on the area. Overall, how do you describe this year? You know, claim number-wise, it's it's down over the five-year average, but severity is, is way up. I'm not sure if that's at an all-time high, but uh, I haven't gone back, you know, over 30 or 40 years, but I know in the last five or 10 years, the severity of the damage this year is is probably at a, at a high over a five- to 10-year period. One recent number I saw for the summer was that Claim numbers were down 40%, but severity payouts were like up almost double. No, it's it's been uh, it's unbelievable, and I think it's mostly to do with, you know, it's been a, a tough go for some farmers in specific areas. You know, there's lots of drought, and with poor crops, sometimes you get poor crops and you get some hail on there. Um, it doesn't take much to damage those crops, whereas, you know, a big a field of canola is usually protected from the hail a little bit, you know, half the way down the plant. But this year, there's just not much protection out there, and and uh, all of that plant's getting hit. So, you know, with poor crops, it it comes with you know more severe damage to those crops. So overall, I guess you're talking 2021 was kind of, what, below average? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's been great. It's definitely below average for the industry uh, when it comes to loss ratio. But, I mean, we're only, uh, we're only we're not yet to September 1st, so we still got about a couple months left of the hail season. But with harvest ahead of schedule, we should see lots of crops coming off daily. Scott McQueen is the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell $5.90 at 8.7712. Lentils gained $61.91 at $1,087.50. Number 1 red spring wheat declined 2.22 at 3.8453. The rest were unchanged. Durham 6.8103. Feed barley 3.5465. Flax $899.76. Oats 347.53, yellow peas 486.82, feed wheat 261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December fell five and three quarter cents at 9.04 a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM.
Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 31st. Weyburn's last regular sale was on August 18th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.68 cents to $0.78. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.58 cents to $0.68. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.55. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. Our fall flyers should be in the mail by the end of this week. You can also view our full fall schedule at WayburnLivestock.com. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,800 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 228 to 250 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,400 head, selling in a range of 227 to 242 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 71 to 78 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 20 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2603. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.13 cents US. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. Prairie Wheat Research Groups are committing $3.54 million to the University of Manitoba for wheat breeding activities. The Canadian Wheat Research Coalition, alongside the Western Grains Research Foundation and the Saskatchewan Winter Cereals Development Commission, have committed funding to a core agreement. The agreement will ensure the continuation of the successful Fusarium Head Blight Nursery Program, along with the Winter Wheat Breeding Program. The University of Manitoba is one of few fusarium screening nurseries in Canada and provides vital information to the network of Western Canadian wheat breeding efforts. The effort is key to developing future wheat varieties with fusarium resistance. While the focus with winter wheat research will be delivery of field-ready cultivars, development of new genetic tools to improve winter wheat quality will feature heavily. The agreement is an increase of $1.6 million from the previous core breeding agreement and includes the training of students as future scientists in wheat research. The support represents the fourth and final core funding agreement for public wheat breeding programs in Western Canada. Previously announced agreements include $23 million to Agriculture Canada, $9.6 million to the University of Saskatchewan's Crop Development Centre, and $2 million to the University of Alberta. On the markets, the TSX is up 45 points at 20640 The Dow has risen 8 points at 35407 Oil is down 34 cents at 68.87 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 12 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.20 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good fun. You've been 
listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.